you. This is the Fearless Five. What's going on, guys? Coach Lane here, Fearless University, and welcome to another Fearless Five. Today, we are diving into a subject that has been on my mind for a while, and I wasn't quite sure how to share it, but now I am, and I am ready to dive right in. So, without further ado, let's jump right in. This is three tumbling misnomers that need to be corrected immediately. Number one, I've lost my skill. Ooh, man, I cannot tell you how many times I get this phrase almost on a daily basis, you guys, whether it's comments on Instagram or in person at my weekly lessons. I hear athletes and coaches and parents telling me how the athlete has lost her skill. I lost my back handspring. I got injured and I lost this. I lost that. Look, look, look. Skills are not like material items like shoes or earrings or your favorite pencil. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. If, do people still use pencils? Anyway, you can't lose a skill the way that you would lose a material item, right? Now, what is more accurate to say is that you have lost your confidence in performing the skill. And why is that? This little thing called explicit and implicit memory. Let me explain. Procedural or explicit memory is what we engage in teaching and learning a new skill. It is memory that we can consciously uh, recall. Once we absorb and normalize what we've learned, we transfer it over to an implicit memory or what athletics refers to as muscle memory. Basically, a memory that cannot be consciously recalled. So what does that mean? That means you can't lose your skill. Now, what does happen is under extreme stress, athletes can overthink the physical process and accidentally trigger their explicit memory in which they try to consciously recall something that has become subconsciously routine. So, for example, if I asked you to try and write your name or your signature, Uh, If you started overthinking that, you'd probably freeze there for a second because you'd be like, wait a minute, I already know how to do this. So why am I thinking about how to do this? This is something I'm telling a lot of athletes almost on a daily basis, and that is to not overthink the skill. The process has already been laid out for you. Skills are designed for success. All you have to do is replicate the process. Make sure you're putting your body in the proper shapes and going through the formula properly to get the exact result that the process was designed to produce. So so I basically end up telling my athletes a lot to give me less, like dial it back 50%. Don't try so hard. Because when you're actively trying to recall how to do something you already know how to do, this can leave you feeling discombobulated. It's <laughs> a funny word. This can leave you feeling discombobulated um, and you can confuse yourself trying to recall something that clearly you already know how to do. So it's like I always say, don't try to replicate a feeling. Simply repeat the process. Number two, I have a mental block. Man, where do I start? This is probably the biggest. It's not even a pet peeve. This is something that I have now made it my personal mission to completely eradicate from the mouths and minds of cheerleaders and athletes and parents all over the world. The term mental block is the biggest tumbling and cheerleading misnomer that exists to date. Why is it a misnomer, Coach Lane? That's what happens. When I can't do my skill, I feel my brain doing something that's blocking my body from being able to do a skill I was able to do yesterday. No, my dear, that is not what's happening at all. Let me explain why. 
Sorry, I just, I just, woo, I just get really, you know, excited about this because it's, it's so prevalent. This is something that has pierced the the core of the cheerleading industry, and I am just determined to reverse its effect on athletes and coaches and parents worldwide. I, I already said that, but yeah, this really gets me excited. So why do you not have a mental block? Why is a mental block a misnomer? By definition, a mental block is your inability to recall information or memory or perform some mental action. It has no influence or bearing on your physical ability. But what you do have is what sports psychologists refer to as performance anxiety. In sports psychology, performance anxiety, sometimes referred to as choking or balking, is described as a decrease in athletic performance due to much perceived stress. Now, if you listen to episode 19 of this podcast, um, the Fearless Five that we did last week, you'll know that perceived stress is psychological fear, and it is always irrational. It is stress that is activated in response to your brain's discomfort or a perceived threat. Now, you might understand exactly what I'm saying and the, the distinction that I'm trying to make between performance anxiety and mental block. And you still might be confused because you've learned that if you are feeling mental anxiety and are unable to perform physically or as a result of that mental anxiety, you're feeling physical symptoms, you get confused. So why isn't it mental block? Why isn't it something that is happening in my head that is keeping me from doing something physically? That also has a very interesting explanation. Psychological fear has a unique ability among all of the body's biochemical responses to manifest itself in physical form. In other words, if you've ever been confused while standing there trying to perform a skill and you feel mental angst but physical symptoms, this is what's happening. Your brain is calling biochemical responses in the body into action in an attempt to discourage you from your intended course of action. For instance, have you ever gone to perform your skill and began sweating, shaking, or tearing up? What about fighting the urge to cry? out of frustration and confusion. How about your heart? Has it ever started beating hard? And how about your breathing? Has it ever suddenly gotten harder and harder to breathe while standing there, trying to perform your skill? If you've ever experienced any of these symptoms, now you know why. Your brain is trying to confuse your rational, logical mind by causing physical reactions to your illogical, irrational fear. Number three, throw your skill. Okay, so this one is not as damaging or detrimental as the other ones, but I do feel that specific words elicit specific results and actions, and I definitely think that this next term could stand to change, or we could come up with a better term to more accurately describe what we're expecting out of our athletes. In cheerleading, we say a lot of impact words, throw, hit, punch, but that first one is the one I want to talk about today, throw your skill. Now, when we think about the word throw, the action verb of throw, we're thinking about using force or speed to project something from our hands, right? And usually a throw is not very concentrated. It's it's very much a full body effort, right? It's a last ditch effort to get something away from you. So what I feel like we're doing when we're urging our athletes to throw a skill We're telling them, get it over by any means necessary. Get rid of it. When really what we're trying to communicate 
is call into action your training, all those hours that we've spent training this skill and perform it correctly. And so that's what I've actually started saying instead of throw. Now, don't get me wrong. I am only human. I can only hold so much information in my brain at a time when I'm actively instructing my athletes. So there are times when I slip up and say, throw your skill, but I almost always immediately correct it with perform your skill. And that's what I urge you to change your rhetoric to perform your skill. This is a word that will instead um, elicit thoughts of accurately going through their training, their process, their technique and hitting every single motion, every single body shape, every single part of that technique along the way instead of just trying to throw and get a skill over with. A lot of coaching that I've witnessed is, uses the Nike approach. Just do it. And this approach is so damaging to the athlete because what you're basically saying is, oh yeah, by the way, all of that technique and training that we spent years on, throw it out the door. Just do it. And I believe saying throw your skill conjures a similar idea in the athlete's mind. When they hear throw your skill, all they're hearing is just do it, get it over with. And instead, what we want them to do is be hyper aware of every single thing they are doing out on that floor. We want them to move with purpose and recall with mastery. So when they step out on the floor, they are fully in charge of every single thing that they are trying to do. So. Next time you go to say, throw your skill, think about what you're implying with those words. And maybe, just maybe, you'll decide to substitute throw for perform. You guys, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I truly appreciate it. I'm so excited. Wherever you're listening right now, grab a screenshot, share it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are connected, let people know that you are following and listening to the Fearless University and that you are on a journey to better understand and outperform your fear. And hey, speaking of outperforming fear, I just released a brand new book called Outperforming Fear, which you can download directly right now for free through gumroad.com. That's gum as in chewing gum, G-U-M, road, R-A-R-O-A-D, dot com forward slash coach lane. Outperforming fear takes a contrarian approach to understanding fear in its many diverse forms and introduces novel concepts and methodologies to help you learn to understand yourself and your fear more comprehensively. It's more than a how-to book. It's, it's a challenge. It's not to say that I'm right and you're wrong. It's instead meant to serve as a mirror that we hold up to society. As if to say, is this way of thinking really working? It's time to try thinking about fear differently. Outperforming your fear requires much more than belief. It requires understanding. You guys, thank you so much once again for joining me today. I truly hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. If you found this episode helpful, entertaining, or you know, it's just something that you want to share with your friends or family, please feel free to do so. Message me on Instagram anytime, at Coach Lane. Uh, that's where I hang out the most. If you have any questions regarding your tumbling ability or your skill or even your coaching methodologies, I love talking with new people and connecting with you guys. So my door is always open for office hours. Remember, closed mouths don't get fed. If you have a question, open that mouth and be sure to ask. Because if we can seek to understand more, we can learn to fear less. I'm Coach Lane. I'll catch you on the flip. This has been a fear less time.